You've tuned in to the Bellingham Podcast for the week of July 14, 2019. This is episode 124. From that subdued city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And from the great state of Washington, I am Chris Powell. My fellow listeners, we are on the precipice of, of an historical time in human history. We must march boldly into the future with our history of successes firmly alongside. If elected podcaster in chief, I will strive to ensure only the finest content for your listening ears and will endeavor to spread the word across the land that is this, my lovely and talented constituents, the Bellingham Podcast. My fellow podcasters, I am not a crook. How you doing, Chris? I am a crook in many cases, but otherwise, <laughs> I steal cookies all the time. How are you doing, AJ? I am doing well. Deja vu, Chris. Indeed. Here we go again. So, yes. So, so I just want to apologize to everybody. Thanks for everybody who's DM'd and, 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 and private messaged us. Yes, Chris and I are back on the mic. No, nothing has happened or changed other than the fact of technical difficulties right after a 4th of July weekend. That's what happened. If so. there's anyone who's able to troubleshoot technical difficulties <laughs> involving a podcast, it is AJ Barson and Chris Powell <laughs> right here, yo. Yeah, so when in doubt, we're re-recording. All so, right. Yes. The, the past couple of weeks, what you been up to? So uh, right, at, right at the heels of 4th of July, uh, my family and I, we packed up and we headed for the Cascadian Hills, the North Cascades. And I didn't want to come back. Oh, I can imagine not. Surrounded by mountains. Uh, I was uh, snorkeling and diving a lot of our, our, our local lakes and rivers, kind of fishing for treasure. Uh, did not find much treasure. Found a lot of garbage. Please, if you're camping, pick up after yourself. Absolutely. Uh, don't make me go down and uh, pick it up for you. But no, uh, it was great. Um, I love the North Cascades. I just, man, the, 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 hook aside, the joke of the hook of the side, right? Like things are getting ramped up. Everybody's talking about politics. I mean, we're not going to on the show, but like, I don't know. I'm just, I, I just everybody take a breather. You know, what, what's that bumper sticker? Uh, wag, wag, wag more, more bark, bark less, or uh, purr more, hiss less. Yeah, yeah, just or 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 listen more, talk less. Ooh, How about that one? That one we need on a bumper yeah, sticker. I'm gonna get that one patented, and that's my million dollar so, idea. That, that, anyway, that's what I've been uh, up to. Basically, just getting the heck out and been doing some watch projects and uh, re-editing a show. So <laughs> very. Good. How about you, Chris? You know, uh, as far as taking a little bit of a mental break, uh, I if you checked it with the past couple, a few episodes, you might have noticed that uh, I took the red pill in Matrix Speak uh, in the world of online privacy. And security and I went down that that rabbit hole of oh my gosh there's a whole lot of information and ways to be able to do naughty things to people's uh, accounts and such and so I've kind of eased up on the accelerator had a, a little bit of a self woe pony and uh, kind of made some adjustments but I'm realizing that uh, by having a couple of instances of protecting or creating a barrier for, from the bad guys to get access to my wife's and my estate for access to uh, important accounts. I'm, I'm doing what needs to be done, but not really going into the full-on tinfoil hat method. But um, anyway, it's, it, but it's great to have that thought exercise and to learn something new. That way, should there ever be a, an occasion where someone is in a situation where they need to really hit full stop reboot yeah. on their online life, I totally. might be able to help offer some ideas for them to consider. So uh, anyway, uh, AJ, I'm looking at you right now uh, with, with the, yes, uh, buff and stuff. Uh, 
there's a lot less of you to love right now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, t- to recap something I mentioned um, about 52 episodes ago. Give or take. Give or take. Anybody who's listened to the show for 124 episodes know that when I went was thrusted into daddy life, uh, my son came with a uh, a whole bunch of accoutrement of allergies. That's a good way of describing it in a yeah, being heartbreaking a, term. Yes, in a heartbreaking term. So um, fast forward about uh, a year in, we had to we had to drastically change our life because of the plethora of allergies. We're we're talking like not a top ten but a top twelve list of allergies that will make him in a very bad medical spot. So as such, also the stress that comes with being a new dad and and dealing with this, you know, I was putting up some pounds and my my lifestyle although being cascadian in nature uh had i mean i talked about this mental north like i I was not getting out as much Mm -hmm. i was not doing as much well you were helping raise a little infant kiddo and also keeping my wife sane and you know keeping just keeping everything going right and so uh one year ago to date um i decided to take what we say on the show i'll go first Mm -hmm. one of the things we had to do is change drastically our food source and what what we prepare and what we eat and how we eat, um, largely because um, y- the easy things that most parents can do, like go home and make mac and cheese. I think I've, I made that joke mm-hmm. quite a few episodes ago. I can't do. So, being the, the the main chef of the house, like I needed to, I need to kind of thrust myself into what his palate would like because you know it's no fair for mom and dad to have one of his allergens in a, a food and yet he, we can't share with him. So. In doing so, we started trimming back, trimming back, and I started getting more active and active because um, this time last year, I was 199 pounds, the heaviest I've ever been in my life. Almost two bills. Almost two bills. And also, I was having some some aches and pains that come with it. And so I decided to, whatever he can eat, I can eat. And been doing that and also been getting my activity back up where it should have been. And at the time of this recording, I'm 26 pounds lighter and leaner and healthier. So, so. you've... so. In doing the uh, quick math, you've lost about 12% of your body weight in the course of a year. Yes. That's something to be proud of. Thank you. And uh, good work in, in uh, from necessity, but also I would imagine that there's a different mindset when it comes to what you're shoving in your yap. <laughs> <laughs> and a big, gregarious yap it is, That's Chris. right. But no, it's just more, m- much of like what we've talked about for how many episodes, being mindful and being present and stuff, and it... it Yes, part of it is yes, I look lean. The second thing is is you know I'm I'm doing this as an investment for him because I want to be around a long time. I might as well start now. It's kind of like saving for retirement. You kind of want to do it early. The so. best time to start <laughs> anything is right now. Now, right. Anyway, g- anyway. Good, good stuff. You're looking great uh, as per usual. But uh, you, yeah. You've updated your diet as well, haven't you? Every uh, For the past couple summers, my wife and I would uh, undergo, uh, we did the Whole30 diet. If you checked yep. a number of episodes in the past, uh, it's, it's, it's a truncated diet of things where we eliminate some stuff. And this time we tried a little bit different uh, methodology. We're just kind of eliminating. Eliminate uh, white carbs, for example. Mm-hmm. This is part of a uh, of, of, of slow carb diet that Tim Ferriss, the author of Four Hour Work Week, for our chef, for our body, and a podcaster par Sup, excellence. Tim. Hey, Tim, love to be on your uh, <laughs> podcast sometime, or if you'd like to come on ours, open invitation. <laughs> open invitation. Anyway, uh, as part of the slow carb diet, uh, no white carbohydrates, no sugars naturally, mm-hmm. uh, which includes no fruit. 
Ooh. Uh, yeah, because fruits have that fructose and that yeah. other stuff that does things inside your gut that could, you know. Is that also, do you like berry? Like berries is considered that? It'd be a fruit. Ah. So, uh, you know, limiting what you drink for sodas and other types of Alcohol? sugary uh, stuff. Red wine, uh, funny enough, is acceptable. Really? Because it has the... Uh, the uh, tannins, the, uh, the tannins, and reservatrol. Uh, I believe is a is a. I probably butchered that. And so, yeah, please address your comments to uh, Chris and AJ at the Bellingham Podcast uh, <laughs> for clarification. No, there, there's some reservatrol, I think, and some other nutrients inside wine that, in the process, that is somewhat healthy to have. Huh. But needless to say. You, if you picture in your mind a shot glass of about one ounce, yeah, I maybe have I may have one or two shots. I see of quantity of wine. Two ounces. I ain't. I don't have the little John goblet. Yeah, uh, that I'm drinking <laughs> from. It's just a little snifter, a snort, if you will. Uh, so anyway, at, as of three weeks, uh, by having this diet and, and uh, trying to adhere to it uh, with portion control and such, I'm down about 10, 12 pounds or so. Props. Thank you. Uh, there's a little less of me to love, but you know the pants are getting a little looser, and uh, I'm already at the least uh, the last belt loop uh, the thing. So it might have to do a little bit of shopping for the fall season if this con- con- continues. Also, in the uh, realm of fasting, I have taken a pretty significant fasting break from surveillance media. Oh, that that type of fasting. I usually checked the Twitter about once a day for some specific curated lists of news. Uh, sources that I follow just to see, oh, is has there been a nuclear attack? No? Okay, moving on with my day. Uh, I check Instagram once in a in a while just to see if anyone likes me out there. I'm still minimal tech. I'm so minimal. I just still don't like vowels. But anyway, um, trying to uh, uh, disengage from the political, religious, the uh, celebrity cracker barrel that is uh, pervading everywhere we look. It seems like a lot of people are really flexing their megaphones right now. You Ooh, know what I'm saying? Flexing your megaphones. Yeah, that could be the topic. Remember, of, yeah. wag more, bark less. Listen more, talk less. <laughs> anyway, uh, and it's just, yeah. it's just, it's been a good summer, uh, a summer of good perspective to good. enjoy this beautiful area like we talked about yep. before. But, ladies and gentlemen, you may be wondering what the heck was up with Chris's intro to this show. Grab your soapbox. We, we have had a chance to, uh, you know, if you drive around Bellingham, you're going to see these signs plunked into uh, yards and other places along roads. Hordes of signs. Hordes could be a numerical uh, term for lots. Signs on signs, tapes and, together. And so uh, the mayor of Bellingham, uh, current mayor of Bellingham, Kelly Linville, we dig Mayor Kelly. Hey, Kelly. And uh, she is not seeking uh, another term as mayor of Bellingham. So therefore, someone is going to be a successor. And so when AJ were uh, talking uh, off the mic before, we were thinking to ourselves, hey, selves, what if we were mayor of Bellingham? Ooh, a tasty topic, something for you at home to think about as well. What would you do if you were mayor of the town that you lived in? Well, now that you thought about it, here's what AJ and I have up our sleeves. With, with tongue firmly planted Exactly. Cheek. You won't see any signs for uh, Chris Powell for mayor, most definitely, after hearing what I got up my sleeve. But anyway, AJ, if you were yeah. mayor of Bellingham, Washington, 9226. My first initiative in the first 30 days is that you must subscribe to the Bellingham podcast or listen to us on the air on Camry 102.3 FM. They're community powered because they're all about community, <laughs> and they're also streaming worldwide for all y'all in Sri Lanka at KMRE 
Calamari.org. <laughs> we still are biggest show. We are. It's amazing. So anyway, first first so, 90 days, what would you be uh, putting into place? So one of the first things I would want to look to is, like we have, we've said, there has been a, a, a widespread thrashing of opinions and not a lot of listenings. And something that I would want to promote, um, most cities have like a city day type of a thing, or we have like Coast Salish days to embrace our indigenous neighbors to the north. Here's the thing that I would like to see is more of a, I don't know, uh, a city message of unification. The fact that we are all part of the same land. We are contributing all to the same lands, whether we are indigenous, whether we came here later, uh, or if we are looking to come here. And also that extends to the border. And we talked about uh, a couple episodes back about the Republic of Cascadia. That's right. I would want to bring in like a Cascadian day, uh, a holiday where, I don't know, like it would just be about our region and maybe get bring in growers of our region maybe bring in uh, our indigenous neighbors and i don't know just foster the the community at large as opposed to our little ecosystems that we have here it's a broad topic it's a broad thought i don't know what would come out of it but i'd want to i don't know bring a cultural discussion of this region as opposed to our microcosms of culture my distinguished colleague from uh, the city of Bellingham does raise a number of good points, uh, one of which would be a re- potential result of this Cascadia Day. It's an opportunity for people to sit down and have a meal together yeah. with those that they may not normally have a meal with or bake or break bread. Yeah. And if you're not of the carb type, kind of like how my <laughs> wife and I are right now, uh, you might be able to have a drink right. or a drink or some type of beverage. Any chance to be able to... Ha- increase community and connections that we have in this town. Uh, Good on you. What about you? Uh, So I'm on the podium to the other side of the stage. Uh, If you can visualize uh, AJ on one side and me on the other, as mayor of Bellingham, within the first 90 days, I would find ways in means in the budget of this fine city to take the Bellingham school district teachers and staff and to provide an across the board pay increase to what they currently are receiving for compensation and to provide additional professional development opportunities for these fine professionals who are taking care and shaping our youngsters in the Bellingham School District. They're Dang doing it. such a fine job. They are so under uh, unsung Agreed. in a lot of ways. Uh, and teachers, some teachers do. Uh, but a lot of teachers don't make the headlines that we see in the papers all the time. Biology teacher successfully teaches students about photosynthesis. You ain't going to see that on the front page of your newspaper or other online website. We might mention it here on the podcast. We just did. Cool. But I would definitely want to give a encouraging bump in compensation for our uh, for our staff at the BSD. AJ, what's next on your list? Mine, I'm going to go with the same tact as you and uh, also look through the coffers of our fair city. Um, something that I would want to try to address is trying to bring more people to our urban core. So, for instance, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of walking and there's a lot of bike paths. But the thing that I want to focus on um, in my, my first 180 days of, of fictitious office is to try to create an EV bicycle program specifically for urban growth areas or suburban areas of Bellingham. Reason being, you and I live kind of on the outskirts uh, of town. We're about three or four miles from the urban core. Of the urban core or yeah. from where we work. And so, I mean, I think one way trip for me is like six miles, okay. I think. 
And it would, if it was six miles flatland, no problem. I could probably bike into work, no problem. But there are two hills that are gargantuan uh, that one has to traverse to get back to where we live. Sure. And to do so, yes, you could do it, but it's going to take 45 minutes to an hour just to make something that we could commute easily by car or motorcycle in, you know, 15, 20 minutes at most. But the little nudge of an electric powered bicycle might help matters out a little bit. I think it would be great if, if the city would would be able to come up with an EV program for people who want like we have this uh, program called Smart Trips. Yeah. You know, this would be like Smart Trips 2.0 or 3.0, where should you sign on to this and you have to log X amount of miles, perhaps to keep the bike. Um, it, it's a loaner bike. You don't keep it. It's just provided to you so that you, you know, get out and, um, you know, put the, put your two legs to work. And also the city will help you by providing that motor on the front of it to get you up those hills so that you can get to and from work. Sounds I like think it'd be cool a win-win. Idea. Yeah. It sounds like a cool idea. Um, I am still thinking about, uh, the economic, uh, impacts of this, of this area. And for all, I would want to provide, uh, as another, initiative that I would be as mayor, Mayor Chris. I, that just doesn't have the ring that I'm Fictitional used to. Fictional Mayor Chris. Fictitional, yeah, because you don't want me running for office. Anyway, um, businesses in Bellingham do a lot of great work in the community. However, I would love an opportunity to be able to provide an ins- economic incentive for businesses in Bellingham to adopt a nonprofit here in town. We have a wealth, and I use that term uh, on purpose, we have a wealth of nonprofit organizations that are doing fabulous work to make this city as livable, as an enjoyable as it can be to take care of those who may not be able to help uh, for themselves or who are uh, going through some tough times. Can you imagine what it would be if there was a partnership between a for-profit business and a not-for-profit business in how they were able to have an exchange of resources, ideas, perhaps some financial uh, assistance, and to see that community connection grow. Oh, there it is again. There it is. Um, (laughs) To get this connection between, yeah, we are for you. We are a a fan of what you do. We're going to walk with you and come alongside you. We will be the the hutch to your Starsky. (laughs) We will be the Riker to your Picard, you worthy nonprofits. (laughs) Let's make it so. What do you say? Are you with me, Bellingham? (laughs) Make it so number one. Wow, know. you went there. I did go the there. The king of pop culture is back. I'm working on it anyway. AJ, I dig it. Next. Uh, so along those same lines, I would also look for other incentives. Um, I think another another thing that we are we're going through some growing pains here in Bellingham. Uh, we've talked about the fact that there are some housing issues here in Bellingham. Affordable housing issues people, is putting it lightly. Well, uh, yes. But also, for instance, getting so if you're a new family trying to get a new home or, uh, you know, a home here new to them, um, it is quite exorbitant, you know, and and to keep up with the pace of cost of living here, it has started to ratchet up. One of the things as a homeowner, both of us have seen is our property taxes have increased. Lots of other things have along with it. And it kind of puts some budgetary squeeze on on families. Um, And so what I would want to see is, let's say. Um, as a homeowner, and I've, you know, we've been in our homes for several years now, you get to the point where you want to do upgrades, but then you start looking at yourself going, gosh, how can we afford it? Mm-hmm. It would be great if the city, if you wanted to contribute back by providing um, alternative energy means, whether solar or wind, on your property or on your house, you would be, you would get a tax, property tax incentive credit 
for it. That way, if you wanted to do something for the greater good, getting green energy, and as a, as a city, we, we do want to see that. We have businesses that are, are doing this. But for residential, I don't see any incentive for us to do it. So it would be great. As mayor of fictitious mayor of Bellingham uh, in the first year, I would look to develop an incentivized program for property owners who want to put uh, some sort of green energy system um, that also extends to like EV. Let's say let's say you want to put an EV charging setup on your system to get more. Uh, that way, it promotes more people to have EV vehicles, or maybe the bicycle program that I also promoted. Yeah, I think that would be a cool incentive for property owners. Absolutely, and unfortunately, you know, I'm starting to see some solar panels on some roofs starting to uh, pop up. No pun intended. Uh, as we are walking our dog along uh, various trails and uh, pathways around Bellingham, and there needs to be an outlay of cash. Of financial resources in order to to do that, in which they the owners of the homes probably would be receiving some type of lower costs, or it may pay for itself after a certain amount of time. Tougher people to front that big wad of cash yeah. uh, right out of the gates. That would be a wonderful opportunity to be able to get more residents on board mm-hmm. with the windiness that we do experience here. Really, Bellingham Bay breeze? What? Yeah, exactly. So, so. W- Folks, we're having a fun time talking about if we were Mayor of Bellingham, but I, I got I got one that um, I want to get real serious about, and an issue that we have here in town. Um, we have some some brothers and sisters in Bellingham that are experiencing some uh, homelessness, whether it be due to uh, a, an unplanned surgery or medical procedure that really nuked uh, their financial resources or a loss of a job where it's really difficult to be able to uh, find something in this very crowded county of of employment. And also there may be some who have uh, some mental health issues as well due to uh, various factors. As mayor of Bellingham, and actually I'm looking at all of these mayoral candidates that are running for uh, this position this fall here in Bellingham. I'm looking at you and I'm talking to you directly. And one of the things that would catapult you in my voting choice is if you were to work towards increasing funding for mental health programs for all Bellingham residents. I'm not just talking about our brothers and sisters that may be less fortunate than us. I'm also talking about all people who are currently using a mobile device may be encountering a technology addictions, mm-hmm. which can lead to uh, some sorts of depression and anxiety. The mental health programs that we are offering in this county can use some tremendous improvement. And that's something that I would that I am behind as a citizen and both as a mayor, even though I ain't running for office, this matters. And for the mayoral candidates who may be listening to our podcast, and if you're not, you should be, <laughs> if you know what's good for you. But uh, I, I think this is one of the main things that needs to be addressed in our community to help improve uh, lives, starting with our, our mental health. So, Couldn't agree more. AJ, what else you got? Uh, my, my last one has to deal with affordable high-speed internet. Yes. So in our, in our fair town, I'm not to feed into tech addiction, but the thing that is... is is a quandary for our area is the lack of selection for those that want to get ISPs. Mm. I'll say there's a monopoly in our town. More or less. Uh, in my in, in leading into my second year as fictional mayor, I would want to start to leverage um, maybe some some federal funding or some sort of grant program to help the city create its own Bellingham ISP. And what this would allow us to do is, as a city or perhaps even as a county, be able to provide every 
a citizen in our fair uh, region yes. access to affordable internet that's high speed and basically like a utility. Like we pay th- for city water, we pay for city sewer. This would be paying for city internet. I would be able to do it in the in the the years to come after that that initiative. Sounds like municipal uh, internet uh, could be a great opportunity to bring uh, the the internet to the masses. I think so. In, indeed. So anyway, with those. Uh, uh, platforms that we are uh, basing ourselves on. I have a couple more that uh, I have that I've, I, I view in, in order to pay for some of these initiatives that we have just discussed. The city of Bellingham, while I'm in charge, will be issuing tickets for cars and vehicles that are parking facing out of angled <laughs> parking spots. Indeed, now, the, you know the, the the perpendicular part where you back. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about parking the wrong way in an angled parking lot. Uh, yes, expect to see a yellow envelope on your windshield uh, with me as mayor. Excellent. Also, also along those lines, for those uh, drivers who who choose to. Uh, drive, uh, what are the double tr- uh, tire? Dualies. Dualies. If you drive a truck that has dualies in the back <laughs> and you are parking in one or two compact spots in a parking lot, you shall see a ticket on your windshield uh, in the near future. Shall it be a dual ticket? It could very well <laughs> be, depending tickets? on how much protesting there would be about this rule from mm. uh, aforementioned owners. Also, to help pay for some of these initiatives, I want to, from a, a little bit more serious standpoint, I want to subsidize funding because some parking lots are private yes. and they're not part of the city. But I want the city of Bellingham to be able to subsidize some parking lots of, of, of retail and other venues that right after the disabled parking permits, mm-hmm. you know, they're right up front. I want three or four parking spots right after that as close to the venue as possible reserved for and dedicated for uh, veterans who have served or are currently serving in our armed forces or law enforcement officials or our firefighter EMT uh, officials. I got no problem, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, walking an extra 60 steps to the venue that I'm going to so that those who have walked miles in trying to provide a great uh, life and a great environment uh, for me I'd gladly give them that spot sure. up, up in the ringside area. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, if you vote for me, consider that more one walking. on my, on my More taxes. walking, more biking from me. Like, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. that's, but, mm-hmm. but finally, I, I, I will be in this. I will definitely be uh, putting an initiative on a citywide ban on oons, 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 techno music broadcast in coffee shops, restaurants, and other retail establishments. Do we really need to have this type of music playing in these establishments? As mayor... I say no. Oh man, I can I can already hear people that are going to be not voting for you on that on that note. Fair enough, but on that note, we should probably stick a fork in this episode. Yeah, we should. That wraps it up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us wherever you like to get our podcast. Or voting for us. Or voting that. for us. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, if you are in the Bellingham area, you can vote for us by tuning in to KMRE 102.3 FM. They're community powered, if you haven't heard by now, and they're streaming also at KMRE.org. And on that note, thank you again so much. And remember to vote when the time comes. I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Thank you once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. Dude, I think you make a better politician than I do, man. You got your issues are just spot on. I can neither confirm nor deny that allegation. (laughs) 